I'm going to have to repeat that because I bumped the record button. Thank you all so much for joining us. We- <laughs> and thank you if you're in Twitch chat. <laughs> uh, let me pull up my notes. Pull- yeah, we got to pull up our notes. Listen, this is a pilot. This is a pilot test run. The um- <laughs> Y'all look great. I saw the starting screen. That was because I didn't want to give away our position. Hold on. I have to turn my UI off and get to the camera right. I'm aware, but thank you. Bam. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Oops. I cast spells accidentally. My bad. Well, we're shielded. Okay. I got it. Oh, God. No. No. You sit down, too. <laughs> no. Don't put Earthly Star down. So if you haven't figured out... If you're <laughs> we are doing this live in Final Fantasy XIV. Welcome to Stormbuds. Um, this is a Final Fantasy XIV recap podcast um with your hosts i've already mentioned us but i'll say this again jerome barbatsis and alex hambrick say hello alex hello all right you, well, yeah no, no jokes this time no no jokes we're too frantic there's a lot going on there's a lot going on we'll enter the we'll enter the title scene the the, the title music after the fact y'all this is going to be the clickinest clackinest rootin tootin most uh ambient noise podcast in the west in the west <laughs> Because there is going to be absolutely, not absolutely no editing if something horrible happens, which, I don't know, I might fall over and die, um, we'll, and we'll cut that out. We might get news of a terrorist attack. That's okay. <laughs> that was, uh, that's scary. But yes, this episode, we are going to cover the um, finale of 4.0, so the latter half of the... Um, peaks i always have to think because it's like the fringes the peaks the whatever and into the locks of uh stormblood yes we are alex is gonna be a lot more emotive because i have to i'm broadcasting with my <laughs> user interface off because y'all don't want to look at this all right <laughs> um thank you all so much for being here uh before we get started um let's do a quick recap of the msq thus far it's time for a f- f- flashback. F- f- flashback. 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 Okay. I mean, um, I've literally, I just literally spaced out. So we just came back to, we just, we just ca- conquered the bridge Veladina, right? And we just, uh, yes. on the previous episode, because like basically what we're doing, we're trying to retake the nation of Alamigo back from the Garlean Empire after having successfully liberated Doma. We're back now in Alamigo. Um, we had a little sidetrack with a snake lady. <laughs> Got that way. all taken care of. But uh, we are now coming into the final push. We are going to we're going to the other half of the peaks that was inaccessible prior. Now that we've retaken the bridge, and we're going to push all the way into Alamigo. Yes, we are Alamigo proper. Um, but before we get started. Why don't we take a moment to talk about some of our side quests? Um, would you like to start? Do you have anything you want to report? I mean, just I've been dabbling around a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been dabbling around with a bit with a game called Greek Memories of Azure. G R E A K. No, A K. What? So if you don't know, my my ethnicity is Greek. So I was like, huh? No, I don't think I, it's like some, it's from, like from a Japanese studio. I think it's like Greek. It's this great looking like 
gorgeous looking sort of like action well mm, mm-hmm. you think it's an action platformer because oh. like it looks like you've got like you know a sword and you're casting spells and yeah. it's in beautiful background art and so i was like i got it on sale or something and i was playing around with it because mm-hmm. like i one of the I, I like platformers mm-hmm. and then i got two hours in and i realized much to my dismay that i think it actually might be more of a puzzle platformer oh no which is <laughs> i love oh, platformers. No. you signed you signed and- up for braid <laughs> Well, I love puzzle games. I love platformers. I don't like puzzle platformers. You get the worst of both genres. It doesn't play to either genre. It's just Bray. I actually, I don't know that I'm going to play much more of this game because I don't know that I'm interested in like running around weighing down levers with crates for 12 hours. So, oh no. Oh, so a bit of a disappointment there. Just like, sounds awful. Amazing artwork, but I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not fucking playing trying with, trying with, artwork right well thank you for sharing what was it greek memories of azure something like that something like that well as for me i've been playing a little a little game that came out last year called citizen sleeper citizen sleeper citizen i is great binged that game two days straight completely absolutely wonderful (laughs) do you want to talk about what kind of like like i so okay citizen sleeper is a narrative game it has i don't want to go into too much of the specifics because like I mean, when I heard the specifics of it, it kind of turned me off and I didn't play it for long. But it has resource management mechanics that keep you engaged in such a way that it has like a uh, um, kind of a one more turn kind of feel to it. So it's like Disco Elysium, but instead of like, but a day is really short and you only get so much to do in it. But like... It feels like it feels more like Stardew or Civ in that way because you have those kind of like I just need one more one more cycle one more cycle and I want to know what happens. So it's really addicting. It's really great. Um, set in a dystopian future, you are a an android that has signed away its prior identity. Well, and memory, like your, your and previous and, like organic yeah, yeah, yeah. self signed away a copy of your brain to power this android right. forever. Yeah. Not forever, actually. You are you are struggling. Uh, you have to find resources to keep your body going um, after you run away. Um, yes, welcome on in. I'll call you out in the recording. Thank you so much for hanging out here. We love this. We can I hold it? Oh, I can't. I can't email. Hold on. You got it. We just hello. <laughs> that took a lot of effort. I can't. I'm going to be a, a basically a paper doll here. Um, but the um, the game is excellent. The narrative is excellent. Uh, the drip feed in that game is wonderful. Nine out of ten. I wish it were. I wish there were more. But there is one more DLC chapter coming out later. Oh this yes, year, and I'm so excited. I need to go back in for that. Yes, uh, Citizen Sleeper, excellent game. Um, and that will conclude our side quests segment. Now we have a whole main quest to 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 get into. Let me pull up my. Oh notes. boy, do we? Boy, do we? So we just finished. Uh, well, we finished. I think earlier this week the. MSQ for 4.0, um, and this segment starts at the quest called The First of Many. Take us away! All right, well... Do it! Eh. Well, okay, I'm not going to do too much with the emote stuff. I can't, like, I can't let this get okay, in the way yeah, of me, actually. Okay, yeah, listen. Wait, just, where, where's, the, where's the one for just... There we converse. There we go, okay. Okay, yeah, just keep pressing that constantly. <laughs> keep pressing the converse button before you do anything. Anyway, okay. <laughs> We pick up basically exactly where we left off. We just took the big tower on the big bridge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're able to cross over now and get into the peaks beyond. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're basically like, we, we keep, um, 
we keep beating the Imperials back. This also this is how we finally get to the south side of this entire map, which yes. I spent a good amount of time before we were, um, did that did that uh, play together trying to get there on my own so I could finish the ether currents. And nope. it turns out you can't. Nope, you need the bridge. It's plot locked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know. We, we get to the new base of operations, which is the city that the Garleans have kind of cleared out, and Raban and Pippin and all the rest of the Alliance folks have moved in and are basically like using it as a staging ground mm-hmm. for further pushing the offensive. And like, I will say, like, I was thinking as we got to this point, like, I like Raban a lot. I feel like we haven't gotten enough of him in this for how like how tied his story is to mm-hmm. this everything going on in Stormblood as well. I wish we got a bit more of like emotional development for him, and I just I'm bummed that we don't get more. Out <laughs> well, of and yeah, we'll never get any more. Okay, I'm sure we'll get some more at some point. Remember, but- remember though, side quests exist in the game. Um, okay, and they they will they do if you want more. But like, yeah, the MSQ is large enough as it is. Um, so we do make it to, uh, we make it to the top of the peaks. We get Alagiri and we are like able to liberate it pretty, uh, regularly. Raban is there. He's, he tells us we're going to start discussing the seizure of, uh, Specula Imperatoris, which is this big kind of space needle that's been, um, looming over the peaks. Um, and that brings us into the next quest, Strong and Unified. So they just, but we, we're kind of like, we get into this village called Alagiri, right? All the villages around here start with Ala, I guess, or something. And we're just like, they let us have that real easy. Yeah. It's weird. Alphano points it out, and Raban is like, well, yes, that is weird. We're not going to worry about it now. Yeah. They're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, worry about it and then not do anything? Um, so we learn about Castromabania, which is home to this massive cannon that is also overlooking the um, the peaks. Um, it threatens to basically obliterate anything that any any unsuspecting village, <laughs> which like I thought was going to be like a giant laser cannon, uh-huh. giving everything else that the Garleans do. Yeah. but no, it's just a cannon. It's it just, just shoots giant. Thing. Yeah, it <laughs> giant just shoots bullets. Um, Ra- two meter ordnance. <laughs> uh, so we're discussing our tactics here, and Raban. Well, like, so we're going to seize this space needle that's in the way that is kind of holding people. Um liberal <laughs> what what it's kind of holding people uh hostage kind of i guess that's the skulls are hold up there the skulls are fedola's old people um, contingent yeah and we just need to there it's in the way of us and getting shutting that cannon down yes um, the, the cannon is like a facility further back and the skulls are holed up in this sort of like tower bridge facility raban yeah raban wants to hold the scions kind of in reserve just in case anything comes to the the village but lease what does she Not want to do? It. She wants to stand up and fight. She wants to go to the front. She is determined. She that that girl's got some fire in her belly. Yeah, I guess. I don't know from where. Uh, Alphano goes uh, with her, and but LSA chills with us in in the little village. So we kind of split the scions up a little bit. Um, we then cut to the research facility. Tell us about what happens in this research facility. Well, they they have Kryle in some sort of evil science pod, mm. and they have Fordola laid out on a slab. And then my first thought here, uh-huh. oh boy, I kind of, my first thought here was that they were going to Freaky Friday them and then send like Cryo with Fordola's mind back to us as a spy. Huh. <laughs> now, now that being your first thought, really, that's, huh. So, I, so, so that, or I mean, I mean, if we're going to go that route, maybe that, maybe that's like, instead of Freaky Friday, it's just the fly and then maybe we'll oh. get like half an hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that also would have been very good. But no, it's not what they're going on. They're doing more conventional, weird okay. magic tech stuff. So Xenos comes in to basically talk to Fordola, and she's like, what did you do to me? And our weird anime scientist speaks up, and he's like, you know... I actually I didn't know this. We I'm sure we've been told this before, but I didn't really sink in that the Garleans can't use magic in the way that everyone else can, mm-hmm. and so all the Magitech stuff that they've built up is like compensating for the fact that they don't have a natural affinity with magic, and they were oppressed by the lesser races until they fled for shelter in the northern reaches of Islbard. Okay, whatever. Cool. Islbard. That's the continent that the Garlean Empire largely takes control of. Right. Uh, largely, largely, kind of analogous with like northern asia and like eastern europe sure yeah that kind of deal and so like they're kind of they're playing a little coy with what's going on here but it's pretty obvious that what's happening is he's found a way to like take the magical potential from a person who has it like naturally Mm -hmm. and like graft it into someone else gross and fordola's like but i'm not garlean i already have magic and he's like yes so i gave you more you have super magic now that's pretty sweet yeah, she's got the re- the real good stuff. I guess so. Um, and also, we find out Thanker's been thri- hiding from the in the rafters. Yeah, you know, he, hanging out, just hanging out. That's his deal. Uh, following quest. Um, interesting. Well, I do want. Let's see. I do want to point out one interesting line. Uh, what? Hey, what you have been granted is far greater than mere magic. Before that lesser light, it is as a second sun. What a metaphor, right? It's, it's, it, it, like it's like the way that like they talk about mm-hmm. suns and stars mm-hmm. and stuff in this game. It makes me wonder, yeah. what, like, like is that going to be an allusion to something sort of like largely cosmological going on it here? Could be. Or? Yeah, it could be. The, every you got it. You got Every time astrology comes into play, <laughs> <laughs> they're real big on crystals and and <laughs> and celestial bodies in this franchise. Um, Hell's Open is the following quest. So we patrol the region for soldiers and it's boring, but we find some. Great. Um, but the, but what really, this is just sort of a vehicle for the, 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 uh, the cutscenes yeah, afterwards. Which is like the assault on the central like yeah. place happens now, which I was thought was going to have more build up to it. No, didn't even it just to... is like an immediate total bloodbath. We didn't even have to run around camp and like cheer like four people up before they went in. Yeah, no. Um, we have a nice father, uh, son moment while they're murdering people. Uh, between Pip and Raban, just in the middle of a war zone, they're cute, uh, and then they're just going to successfully take the castle. But then it cuts again to uh, the command center in Castromabania. Well, because what's happening here is mm-hmm. Conrad, the leader of the resistance, he's yeah. trying to get the skulls to surrender. Yeah, and from the sounds of it, he is actually succeeding. He is actually managing yeah. to talk them into standing down. And so at that point, we cut back to the cannon installation where Fedola comes in, and she and she basically orders the folks there to stand down and not go in and support them. And instead they're going to use the cannon to open fire on her own people on the skulls mm-hmm. to just kind of like, you know, destroy everything and cut off this uh, thrust of an attack. Yes. Like pretty fucked up. Yeah. She, um, and then she, when it's, when the subordinates question her, she, she lets slip that those are actually Xenos's orders and she just needs to do whatever it is willing to do, whatever it takes to support the empire. And like, I like that she's getting increasingly angry mm. here and like self justifying. Yeah. She's increasingly like, you know, like can tell that this is really wrong, but also she is this far in on this at this point that yeah. she has to just double down and commit to it. And so. it's like, and it's driving her kind of crazy. Yeah, she she really seems to think that killing and brutalizing her own is good for them. Um, at, yeah, like, like compared to Yatsuyu, she was well aware that what she was doing was actively not good for the dolls. 
she was she was just killing them because she got off on it. Yeah, like Fordola here is like for us, for our people, for our future. And I'm like, what people, what future? Like again, <laughs> for, what what did you imagine for, thirty years from now this our, looked like for the very, very short future. <laughs> <laughs> but also like Yatsuyu, there's that missing bit in there where I'm like, what have the last fifteen years been like? Like this bit mm. where like they're like in the Empire yeah. and like getting indoctrinated and stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder. Super um, curious. But then she gets a migraine? That's weird. Anyway, Yep. Um, Specular Imperatoris, Space Needle gets blown up. Yeah, big it, cannon. Big cannon fires, fires big on it, ordinance. and there are casualties. So the, the, uh, that's when the quest ends, and we hear the cannon fire, and we go, uh-oh. Um, and then Heaven's Wheat begins. And, and then, like, I'm going to read this from my notes here, because I'm going to mm-hmm. circle it around a little bit. Yeah. I did right here. I was like, why is Enos doing this? I don't have a great handle. Is, is he supposed to just be comically evil? But if so, to what end? Mm-hmm. When has Enos demonstrated that he cares about stuff like strategic advantage? Or, like, why do the Garleans put him in charge of anything? He seems uh, bad at governing territory. So We're uh, going to learn more about this, but just... <laughs> we are going to learn more about this. Yeah, I guess so. I'll just put a pin in that the answer to that question afterwards, because I feel like it was explained prior, and I didn't do a very good job answering it. But, uh, excuse me. Please, um, God, though, let Alphanel and Lise be all right. Right. And, yes. Oh that, boy. That, we rush up. Yeah, we rush up because that's what we're scared about. If only Lee didn't feel the need to stand up and fight at every given moment. Hey, it's the one thing she's actively doing at this point. So I'll give it I, to her. I guess. I guess so. Um, we get there. We 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 rally some people up, and then Lee starts yapping in from off screen, <laughs> and we 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 pivot over and we see that Alphano and Minago are fine, but somebody is laying on the ground. It's Conrad. It's Conrad. Um, so we have a moment here, though, after the dust settles. Well, kind of after the dust settles. We're not really sure if there's going to be more cannon fire. Um, but Conrad and Lise have this moment. And in this, in Conrad's dying kind of moment, he can't see or anything, but he hears Lise's voice and he says, he says to Lise that you are the one who is going to take over the, 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 the rest of the, the rebellion movement. He says, you've got it in you, Lise, not because you're Curtis's daughter or Edith's sister, because, because you're you. You're because you're you, and my and my immediate note is what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck? what does that mean? <laughs> Why? Why? So uh, uh, like. Immediately, like I started, like I started being like, "Why is this happening? Why is she being put in charge?" Minago is right here, has the trust <laughs> of all the people, under has been involved with this organization has been his for second, longer, <laughs> and has been his second hand person uh, the, for the whole time. And like I, I don't know. I feel like it is exactly because she's Curtis's daughter. <laughs> I think he's just wrong about that. Because Lise hasn't done anything. I, I mean, like, yeah. Let's talk about this here. This is the bit that is. I I don't dislike Lise. No, I really she's a likable character. But in she has been hard headedness. But she's been underwritten this entire expansion. There have just been like she's been underwritten, mm-hmm. and she's been sort of like simplistically characterized. Yeah, and it all leads up to this moment where, where the analogy I made is it's like it's like if we were in her position in a video game, yeah. she's being treated the way that like characters in video games always warp around the protagonist and like get just, dis- she's being treated the way like in any Bioware game, yeah. you're like, wait a second, why am I just like a super cop now? I didn't do anything to earn this. Yeah. Except seeing it happen to a different character, it's kind of jarring. Yeah, it's hard. Did, a lot of what she did off screen, I guess in the Aroma Born while we were in Heaven's Word, maybe there's some justification, but it hasn't been presented to us yet. Um, and I think that this part of the story is really, um, it's it, 
there are two main characters. There's us and there are Lise in Stormblood. Um, that was not so much the case in Heaven's Word. Yeah, not it really. Was us. We had an adventuring party, right? Um, and Stormblood kind of tried to have an adventuring party, but it's it's really centering Lise in a way at this point that does also feel undeserved, given that we're the one that's kind of done everything. But also, we're not going to be the ones in charge of it. It just would have made more sense if... But Monago now has been reduced to only crying. It's the she's kind- done all this cool shit, and then as soon as Conrad dies, she's just like always off in a corner crying. Which like Monago is great. Monago is getting underserved here. Absolutely. I, mean, I guess just the last thing I'll say is I would be very curious if anyone's ever written about this. Maybe I'll go looking for it, like to understand how different parts of this game are written. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I do think that like that Yugiri and Hin and Gosetsu all oh my had gosh, really. Yeah good character writing oh yeah and the fact that in the same expansion lease felt very underwritten i'm like is it like that that parts of the main cast or parts of the cyan are like handed off to one set of people to like I handle the character? I, I don't know i just i'm so curious how that happens that is that is an excellent question um all right well conrad's conrad dies <laughs> doesn't make it doesn't it does not make it um one too many uh boulders fell to, to the head um that, that sixth boulder, man, that really did it. So we cut to Castor Mavania, and they're charging. They're charging up again. They're all. They also seem pretty frantic. Like they don't seem thrilled about what's happening, but they've got orders. Yeah, they've got orders. Um, but who do we see at the top of this? Atop of the cannon? It's our friend Eisenstein. Eisen. <laughs> did she? did that. You did that one on purpose. That's on purpose. Okay. <laughs> this is a Stinian. <laughs> Eisenstein is that. <laughs> That gets me good. He uh, is brooding up there, but he ha- he knows he has uh, a mission to to accomplish somehow. I don't know how does he know to be here. Why not? I just, just he, in the. I think he was just in the area. I, I'm curious that or like I don't know something's going on in his head. Yeah, I think he like weird like etheric currents are flowing through him via Nidhogg possession. Yeah, I think absolutely. he's he's attuned to things that are happening. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he jumps up. He, he says, it's, uh, now it's time, dog, let's kill the th-. Whatever. He says something Batman-like, just jumps on the cannon with his spear, it blows up. it up, and then they... Do, does, like, it, hey, does it shoot, dive attack, right? Shoot. Yeah, I don't know. He does a dive attack. And then the soldier's like, shoot him! And they all miss. And he's like, my spear is b- b- hit bigger things I've never, never done bigger. There. Bye. And then he leaves. He does <laughs> say... Just away. He does say, you're welcome, boy. You're welcome, then, boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> and then he leaves and then we cut back and alpha no is just he, alpha Noah's really pissed off that um yeah that like we were trying to get them to surrender and they just opened fire on their own people yeah i why wouldn't he be he's like pretty we picks up we pick up some of the soldiers on the way home and then head back to alagiri that's the road home all right next quest <laughs> next quest the road yeah uh for, for the living, for living in the, the dead, dead. Uh, after a bit of mourning uh pippin points out that it's uh weird that they stopped firing because they could have kept doing that yeah <laughs> Huh? <laughs> like, what's going on? So, um, okay, so it's like, did it malfunction? Did it's right. an attack of conscience? Was it sabotaged? Uh-huh. So we need to go scout it out. So, and like, uh, Lise is immediately like, I'll go do it. And Monago was like, we just lost our last leader. You should not go to the front again. And Lisa's- But then she says this. Every time I said no, that I'm not going to stand up and fight. Well, she didn't say I'm going to stand up and fight. I'm going to do that. She said, I told myself it was because the oil scions, right? That I can't lead this thing. I was so unconfident in myself, but now I'm confident. But even then, I knew that my previous excuses were just because they're just all excuses. That I was still afraid of following my heart because I couldn't be sure if it was for me or for Ida. And I'm just like, man, yeah, that's super weird. 
you know who I'm going to put in charge of this resistance? Someone with prior commitments who isn't confident in themselves and their own fucking identity. Like, this is the thing, right? Like, like, okay, on the one hand, like, hey, she's taking some initiative here. She is at least, like, you know, being an active character at this point. On the other hand, she's doing it for all the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of us left, and the ones that are, many are still wounded. We have to make do with what we got, and I'm the best qualified. It's as simple as that, but don't worry, Nago. I'll come back, I promise. No, you are not the best qualified. <laughs> it's again like major, like major, like I'm the protagonist, so like all the normal concerns don't really apply to me. Energy. You are talking to the person who is most qualified, yes. but now it's just, as I said, it's just kind of being reduced to a worry wart. Uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but above go, the churning waters. Above the churning waters is the following quest. So we go to get. Um, we go to the big ship. That's kind of. There's a big ship there i don't remember its name do you have its name right oh um no i don't know what it's some, called some rogan's name but the point is it's a ship it was a she we go there and we she tells us how it was an ark made to save people from the flood of the sixth calamity um that was caused by the war of the magi that we learned about when we did the shadow of mock um stuff so all that stuff so it was like a hundred years ago or whatever well, and then so she, that ship is still there and she says that you know like she's like oh there have always been people who tried to save others like you and then she also says that she'll never be a leader like Conrad or Heen, but she'll always yeah. be a friend and fight by our sides. Like, and yeah, like, you'll never be a leader because <laughs> you're okay, not qualified. Be cool. a friend. Fight by our sides. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good at that. Genuinely. Her only character development at this point is that she just has to be herself. That she just, at this point, has not been herself. And now she is going to be herself. What is herself? <laughs> That's the thing. That is the thing. That's what's missing here. What is so missing here is like any sense of who she wants to be. <laughs> it's true. But maybe it's it should have been resolved sooner in this arc. Like in the first time when we were in fucking. <laughs> it's all platitudes. <laughs> anyway, we see the cannons busted. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, can- yeah, the cannon is, is smoking. smoking. <laughs> it's not going to trouble us anytime soon. Um, so now we could see the path forward. So we could just advance on that cannon now that we're not afraid uh, it's going to fire. And we're suspicious. And then often it was like, I mean, why would they fake it being out of order when they could have just kept firing and killed us all? <laughs> That's like- stupid and bad and dumb. And the Garland Empire is not that stupid, bad and dumb. They're a little stupid. But- <laughs> I don't know. Xenos' plans make no sense to me. So who can say? Yeah, but- Xenos is not. Fine. That's his plans are not. He's just kind. Of, he's kind of the kind of jokering about so there's a small village on the other side of the the the, the spire that we kind of took but also is blown up whatever and pippin's hold, been like yeah pippin making is, connections yeah. there they hold positions of like janitorial positions and menial positions in castor abania and they've been paid more handsomely than the people on the lower half of the peaks so they're harder to get on board but we got one um so one woman is in our end, so we have to go there and then talk about. We have to say a keyword, something about courage. Um, so we, so we are going to try and infiltrate that castrum to get it to, because it's like block. It's like a castrum, and then there's a wall next to it that's blocking our path to Alamigo. Yes. Um, so we kill shit along the way in the quest, and once we get there, this is where the, we get to the quest where courage endures. As we meet our contact, her name Stark Wode. Yes, we go meet the lady. The cur- the the keyword is courage. So we um. We meet the lady who wants us to have courage, the cowardly dog. <laughs> and oh, then she tells no. us to go and then she tells us to go behind um uh, <laughs> go, go go like okay, we can't meet here though, right? Um and then something weird happens, some music starts playing, it's really annoying. <laughs> and the there's a slab and one of the 
<laughs> one of the things one of the things on the slab starts starts to erase and we hear a voice right it goes return the slab <laughs> and everyone in the village could you fucking imagine Are you having fun <laughs> i love that fucking episode so much <laughs> King Ramses. <laughs> so we, we go behind that wall, destroy we the phonograph. The wall. Okay. Destroy the phonograph, the music stops, and Stark quotes there like, oh, thank God. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I can get you into the cast room. <laughs> um, you weren't followed, were you? Good. Well, we cut to Elise, Alice, and Alphano running in the most flamboyantly loud way possible Seriously. to the side. No, we're not followed. <laughs> Zero subterfuge. <laughs> Okay, I mean, we were probably seen, but whatever, I guess. She tells us about some one random person that exploded it, and um, also there's lots of points of entry, but one of them is just like, this, you're going to have to Shawshank Redemption up the poop chute. Oh, right, yes, that's how we get him. We get into like, yeah. the, the cistern, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Or is that here? Is that light? Is that here? Do we go underwater here? I think it's here? twice. No, we don't go underwater. Oh, but... no, you're right. We just go in like the, we just go in, like, the, the There's the a back, lot of poop chute happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the price of freedom is uh, then the following quest. We queue up for Castor Rabania. Um, and it's, it's a good dungeon. We'll just yeah. say it. it's a good uh-huh. dungeon. Cutscene. We meet everyone up in the, like, well, okay, sure. I'll explain the dungeon. Fine. Fine. I'll explain the dungeon. Do it. So, <laughs> first boss is. Um, I always forget the first. Oh, this is the wheelie guy. So it's a, it's a little Magitech thing, and he zooms around the arena, and you have to shoot cannon operators down and then shoot the cannons at him to get him to stop doing it and then you blow him up it's pretty cool um second boss is called number 24 i think yeah that sounds uh, right. number 24 is a reference to final fantasy 6 this boss is at the top of the tower of is it thamasa it's 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 like an optional side boss that you have to like hit with um an element that it's not attuned to basically so that mechanic and, so like yeah so you have to like um he just drops some elemental circles on the ground, and you get into the one that he's not attuned to, so right, you can yes. hit him without getting. Oh yeah, back. okay. Yeah. Um, and that's it's fun. Uh, that that boss used to absolutely destroy people when it came out. Did they <laughs> retune it? Or not get learn it. it. No, people just learned it. Yeah. Okay. That boss was that was like a, a stop and explain boss, and then the other one is um, some monstrosity at the top of Castor Mavania. I don't know what uh, big Reaper Man, big thing. Yeah. Um, he just got goopy arms and slashy arms, and then he slashes you and you dodge the AoEs. It's fine. It's like just fun dodging stuff. Nothing too serious, really. Um, I guess it's just sort of some storytelling that they are doing experiments on things in this in this place because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of tubes around. And Kyle could be in here, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Garlean's all always experimenting on shit. Yeah, but uh, it turns out she's not. But we get up to the uh, control center and meet up with the other party, Lise and Alphano and stuff, or whatever. Yes. And then we have a cutscene here. Where Fordola is waiting for us. Yes. And Lise is like accuses her and is yeah, really she says, pissed. She you- says notably, they're here! As if it wasn't <laughs> readily apparent. <laughs> Fordola needs to make sure that everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Lisa's like, they had surrendered, you killed them, they were un- like they were putting down their arms. Uh-huh. And she's like, look, and Fordola's like, look, they died so that Alamegans can live free. And again, I'm like, what do you think Which Alamegans? <laughs> <laughs> which ones it's like they made a promise that one day the imperials would learn to accept them hmm. and sometimes and it's like is is that working for dola is it like this is a lie that she has clearly convinced herself is the truth but yeah. boy she's really deep in the rabbit hole at this point because mm-hmm. it's pretty obviously 
not the case. Yeah. It's, service guarantees citizenship, which again, super fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, she also like she has to be like she has to be the best Alamegan, right? She has to push herself oh, on faster, yeah. be stronger, she have that pressure. kill more. And you buy your freedom with blood. And Lisa's like, shut the fuck up. Why? Which, okay, like, question. Why couldn't she have bought the freedom with Garlean blood? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> right? Like, if we could buy your freedom with uh, fighting back, too. Then now, yeah, this is where Lisa's, this is what Lisa's been waiting for. Yes, so Lisa tries to do the uh, face kick. Uh, she's just like, shut up. You're an idiot. You're dumb, and I hate you. Kick. <laughs> and then Fordillo's like, nothing personal, kid. And she's Pers- right behind She does it. teleport behind <laughs> Yeah, so Fordola <laughs> apparently has, like, you know, like, flash powers now, or, like, anime she has ninja something powers. something going on, yeah. She can just, like, move super fast and gets immediately behind her. Um, Alice tries to flank her, um, and then she does a little dash in, her little red mage dash. Yep. Uh, Fordola then leaps above her and says, got you, and then slashes the shit out of Alice. Yeah, which, again, this cuts fucking... to a moment where Alice is spinning in the air and blood is pouring out of her mouth, and we're like, God, no! <laughs> No. This game has got me at this point. Like, anyone could die at any time. I fully believe it. <laughs> no, thank you. No, uh, thank you. Um, Fordola looks at the room and she's like, okay, I can't take all of you. So she smoke bombs. Yeah. Um, so we, we'll we discuss what the hell she could do. But she smoke bombs, jumps out the window, um, and then lands on a floating Garlean kind of helicopter, James Bond style, <laughs> which is pretty cool. As she tells us, uh, as she's taunting us from afar, she says, oh, you're invited to the royal hunt. Come on in. Come on into the locks and see that Lord Xenos will have you as an audience member. And then it, the, the, the helicopter zooms away at such a speed that it could not possibly not destroy her spine. <laughs> she's like hanging off the edge and it just goes, what? <laughs> like it could have, they could have maybe had it fly away a little bit slower, but it is lightning quick she's got super magic now she's fine <laughs> um so i guess that's what we gotta do and we call her a coward, coward on the way out because she totally is yep anyway okay we're like we carry alice back to like get healed up mm-hmm. um yeah she's fine yeah she, Raban's she'll be invitation okay. slash liberty to death Raban's. i don't know we go we go they're like i just Raban wants two. to show us something yeah he wants to show us something but like it's a it's one quest that then you go into cold hearth and then the next quest is called Liberty or Death. Um, so he we, he shows us where he grew up. This is a little, you get a little bit of characterization and history from him. Yeah, and we get a migraine. We get yeah, Echo Vision. Oh. Dun dun. God, we gotta get we gotta invest in some Excedrin or something. Wait, wait. Do I have the? Do I have the? Oh, I do. I definitely. Thought, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely have the headache button. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, the... I don't want to access it. But yeah, good, good Echo one. Vision. Nice headache. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> by the just by the way, Alex is here at my house and he is playing on a Steam Deck. Yeah, it's our, our setup. This is, is such great. a wild. This is like he got a little Steam Deck. I kind of should have done it at the stop, but like now I'm realizing, like, oh, how, how can Alex play? I, I took a photo of the setup later. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, we, we could, can like, put it in Discord. It. And yeah, just we'll take that moment. Just join our Discord. If you're in chat and you're not in our Discord, what are you doing? I got a Discord link. What are you doing? You drop it in the chat. It's in my it's in my chat. Um, and it's also in our link pop uh on our other social medias um but yeah we'll uh, continuing on uh we get a we get a migraine to um to curtis um, uh to one of Raban's memories and yes we see curtis uh curtis who is notably 20 shades darker than his daughter yeah 
it is. It, it, they, Skin tone wise, it's they mostly th- managed to avoid addressing it, but it's a little weird. We're just that- going to assume that Elise's mom is uh, paper Swedish. white. Yeah, extremely like Macintosh apple white, and uh, <laughs> and she's half black, I guess. Like yeah, uh, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyed, just just is that way. All those, res- I, I all, think all those recessive just a, genes came way yeah, up. Wow, yeah. It, she, um, I just think. The reality of the situation is they did not think her character through at all when they were doing Ida. Um, and it keeps it keeps kind of being a thing being a like evidenced where it's like she's in yeah, she's like apparently from this region where all these like where everyone's average skin tone is like medium, you know, and she is completely pale and I was like, Okay, yeah, I guess so, why not? But then like when they cut to her parent, I was like, You could have just had Curtis. We could have just like it could have <laughs> <laughs> but Curtis does have he is super dark skinned platinum blonde hair platinum blonde hair I think that's a so lace front <laughs> you think he dyes it <laughs> he gets a he gets a platinum silk press so um, check the roots yeah whatever Yoshi P listen we with the with the Final Fantasy 16 stuff we are now well aware that Yoshi P does not understand how black people work that's yeah <laughs> it's just yeah it's just Love love Yoshi P, but he's got some learning to do. Don't we all, though? Um, so, liberty or death? Quest. Back on the quest. It's okay, hard not to get distracted the, by this shit, What though. is the actual... The actual vision is Curtis basically talking them all up into the idea yeah, of being able liberty. to uh, get Theodric off the front. Off oh, yeah. Theodoric. So, yeah. so, this is before the Garlean invasion. This is... Um, uh, so this kind of is a precursor to it, though, because Theodoric as like a mad king empire. He's like trying to do his own Garlean shit, right? Um and he's kind of a mad king, and he is starting this autumn war, right? The, the autumn war that was alluded to a long time ago, where um, they are fighting for to invade Gridania. And then, of course, the 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 Eorzean alliance was formed from that, them being like, "Fuck you, Alamigo." Right? <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. So they all. all so that's all is precursor to that. And then this rebellion was successful in taking Theodoric off the throne. Um, and so Curtis was like, "Yeah," kind of is a, a symbolic person who liberated alamigo from itself right with with his very famous catchphrase liberty or death so famous which he puts up on like which like they're gonna he writes on he writes on raban's home i guess <laughs> he's like hey, could you not <laughs> what i've got here is like i've got um liberty is not an end unto itself but a chance to build something stronger and more prosperous it's hard work but you know if you neglect it next thing you know you've got trouble with the capital t and that rhymes with t and that stands for tyrant yeah so um and then then we get a young a younger um, Raban and uh, Ilbert there, but Raban's voice acting in this cutscene moment is so good because he's like, he's not this like rough and tough northerner guy now. He's like kind of an Oliver Twist sort of young guy. <laughs> like his voice actor is such a liberty good, or like, death. Oh, liberty or death. Well, I guess. Well, golly, you know, I think like, I prefer liberty. Some, I prefer. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Someone in chat says they didn't think about it was on Ravon's house. Yeah, he just wrote it on someone else's house. <laughs> Look, he's caught up in the moment, Excuse okay? Me. You got a crowd, you got doing a demonstration, you write on the nearest available surface. You write on the nearest available house. Um Then when we we zone back in to the future, uh and co- liberty uh Ooh, I just got lightheaded. Ooh, that's that's staying in. Um Conrad chose like 
Raban says something here that I thought was funny. Conrad chose you as successor, Lise, and I will not gainsay his decision. I have a side <laughs> note. Even though I really wanted to. <laughs> I, yeah, had no, a couple, I had a couple of gainsays. <laughs> That's a very for that. That's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> yeah, like mm, I don't, I don't, I don't know why he did that, but I guess I'll just ask you this question: liberty or death? And, and she's also, like, okay. I th- he talks to us. I think he's talking to us when he's just like he knows it's really hard for her to be thrust in this position of authority, and you get the sense he's talking to us. He's like, yeah, like keep Can an you eye help on her. her? <laughs> you would be at least you're here, thankfully. Um, but so liberty or death? Then uh, or then the next quest. I guess I don't know if this is liberty or death. Still, I don't think I. I think I copied pasted it and I didn't get the color, the the the, the name of the quest right. But whatever. Lady in red's up next. Le- okay, but or we we, we or go we we make our way back to Rogers Reach. Rogers Reach. Yeah, but she's like, I'm being watched, and then we go kill some trash. But there turns out they're not like Empire soldiers. There's some just some Alamegan children. Children. Which from is, from from the village, we were just kind of there because they're like, no, we like our lives, which is depressing, right? I mean, like yeah. the, the idea is that like they're the still, kids basically, like, look, if the guardians are putting out reward money and the kids have no reason to think the resistance fighters are going to like do anything, then this, they're they're in a position now where just like, hey, find these people, inform on them, get the reward. Yeah. So these um, this leads us to believe that the um, the villagers kind of well, it, it gives us credence to Vordola's claims that the that people really believe in salvation through the empire uh, and are willing to pay the blood price to achieve it. So I think that's cool. That's cool that they shoved that in there. But the lady in red. So is the next quest where we're back in Rogers reach. Alice gets taken back to heal up and um, she gets put in some basic ass uh, um, loser clothes while she does. So she loses her little trench coat. Um, I just could have cast aspected benefic. Yeah. It could, uh, well, I think Alice did or Alice or Alphino did cast some scholar healing spells on her. Uh, but you know, just time. Um, Lise asks us to wait uh, for her at this point. She's like, "Okay, cool. I'm going to take this moment to to for me now." <laughs> While well, Alice is sick, and yeah, I mean, and so we meet her but out. She does. She's like, "All right, cool." We meet her under the moonlight, mm-hmm. and uh, she has changed clothes. I think this dress looks great. I think she does yeah, look stunning it's, here. It's just, yeah, she's, she's hot as hell. It's not very practical for battle. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's a it's a it's a sick outfit. It is. It's beautiful, and it's well, it's something. It's a it's a dress that her sister wore. So we're going back to that, right? <laughs> okay, I will actually say this here. I will say like part of why I like this dress. Like the dress is like it is quote unquote sexy, mm-hmm. but not in the way that like so much stuff these days feels like kind of like pinup art style. It feels like it's just it's just like a good looking dress. It looks good it's a, on it's her. It's a long it silken like red dress. I mean her midriff and and, and tramp stamp are exposed. Um, but like it's and her titties are out. It looks like an outfit a person would wear, which is like a kind I, of a low that's bar. That's a that's a yeah. Wow, well, I, I guess okay. that's I, that's true. You can that's disagree. The mo- like, no, I don't disagree. I'm just saying like thinking about it in that way it's like yeah this is something that somebody in real life could put on yes without doing too much like starching and propping and like i don't know we'll have to get we'll have to get a cosplayer's opinion on it yeah i think it's really cool like i think it work. It, it feels very natural in that way it doesn't have a collar that goes up to the the sixth the, the sixth layer of heaven <laughs> exactly yeah um it's it's great um but it is it is <laughs> A combat hazard for sure. It's a combat Definitely hazard. Grab well, onto it and then well, swing her around. Lisa's not going to get hit by anything because she has plot armor. So it's true. That's true. 
Cool. Um, but and so mm-hmm. as a result of this, she's like, "Hey, you want to go sparring with me?" Well, she does. She asks us what we think, and we have a choice to make. What was the choice you made? Which is, "What do you think?" Um, I think I said it looked great. Okay, I said nothing, and she's like, "Oh, don't fucking just stand there. If you don't fucking <laughs> like it, say something." <laughs> um, but she said, "Yeah, Ida wore it, so we're going. We just, I think that's symbolic." And then I was like, "Uh, uh what is symbolic of what?" She's like, "No, I'm not pretending to be like they did. Yeah, <laughs> but not I that mean, I'm pretending to be her. It's the just, symbolism there doesn't make a ton of sense. But if like, it's the last battle we fight to free Alamigo, she ought to be a part of it." I'm like, "Oh, that's actually sweet." Okay, yeah, in, in honor of Ida, is mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. That did need saying. Thank you. Um, so she asks us to rendez vows with her up in the, <laughs> up in, up in big, the palm. The big outstretched hand. Yeah, of Rolger's reach. And, uh, she says, you ready to fight? And then I said, yeah, I'm ready to fight. And we do the thing. And when we dash at each other, it's a little cinematic moment. And then this is where, you, you know, you remember the, the, the trailer scene where the warrior of light is fighting with Lee's in the palm of the hand. And with the moon in the kind background, of. our faces come so close and we almost might kiss. Blech. Or not. <laughs> No. Uh, upon the Great Lock Shore is the quest after that. Um, and they, we then zone back. We have to fly back to, what's it called? The other half of the peaks. And we walk into the locks. Yeah. This big zone of like giant castle fortress town built mm-hmm. on rocks over lots of like p- pools of, I guess, locks. Yes. Yeah, locks. Pools of water. Lakes. Lots of, of fog. Yeah, lakes. Um, and... Yeah, it's a zone. So the Arzun heads of state are here. Yeah, I was confused about this also. Emmerich's <laughs> here. Kali Senna's here. Ke- Kelly Kelly Senna is here. Khan Ke- Senna? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep writing K-A-L. <laughs> Khan Senna's here. Emmerich's let's here. Some, let's Everyone's get some here. shoes. So okay. <laughs> the Arzun head of state, they're here at a, at a new base of operations. Um, right outside, like like if we lose, Xenos might just march up and like what take out the entire Aorsian rulership. Now would be, really, be a really good time to like do the thing that he's planning to do with just us, but he doesn't he doesn't see anyone else as as worthy of his attention really, so he doesn't. Um, okay, and so our plan: military forces charge forces charge the front. We will approach. We will infiltrate the residential side and secure the safety of the villagers while we then open the kind of locked Alamegan kind of section of. Alamigo, whatever. So the the ones that live the the people who live in Alamigo proper are the Garlean soldiers and stuff. And then there is an Alamigan quarter on the outside of the palace, sure, like, where like, the actual the those like, that are Alamigan by birth are kind of sectioned off in. It's like a ghetto, basically. Yeah. yeah. The um, key to victory is the following quest. Thankard then smugly shows up and tells us where Kryla is. It's going to be hard to get in. And thankfully, she's actually in the residential district. Yes, but somebody has... Yes, somebody comes up. Cynical Youth has an idea for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, he says his actual name, so we could stop calling him Cynical Youth. Uh, it's the blue-haired dude from uh, the first half, like the very first episode of Storm Stormbud, Storm, Stormbud's Stormblood content, um, who joins the resistance. His grandfather has the key to some underwater entrance to the city, and they work in the salt locks, the salt mines in the locks, so... Uh, oh yeah, these, that's are, right. these are saltwater lakes, I guess. Yeah, well, like and like also like huge happened. like salty landscape, yeah, yeah, inland sea. And uh, his name is Whiskar. Yes. Um, so Whiskar shows us around the locks. We head to the salt. So like this whole zone, this is the gimmick with this zone, right? 
Um, you can got to compare it with as this law from Heavensward. As this law was very on rails uh, as well, because it's kind of the final zone and you're like jumping around from island to island and it's kind of this thing. So the locks it themselves are not restricted like that, but you're still not able to freely explore this zone while you're questing because the entire thing is encased in like this like on rails duty. It's really long duty. <laughs> Yeah, it's really long couple of duty quests. And you don't even like see the northern half of this map at all. You're just kind of like running along the running shoreline, along the shoreline fighting, yeah, magic fighting tech things and and then you just kind of end up in this this building, right? So we do there's this long duty. It's like kind of cool. Like you go to the salt mines, they're empty, you trigger some traps, you fight some soldiers, and then after a lot of running, like a lot is so long. It's just it's just running. That's all it is. And then you run on foot. All the way to the monastery, and then you get the key. Basically, you get the key. It's like, easy. There's some there's some text here. I don't know. Fuck the zone. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Well, and so we're like, okay. Well, we have the key. We're ready to dive. Like you know, we're gonna go underwater. We're gonna dive in. This is the cistern. We're yeah. gonna dive underwater. That's cool. And and uh, all of a sudden, as we're on as the we're, shoreline, <laughs> on the ready to get go in. Who shows up? Um. Yeah. Uh, well, we we the resident like. I do want to point out one thing before this happens. Before we get there, like who's going to come in, right? Alphanel's not coming with us because he can't fucking swim. Yeah, no. And Thankard makes a Guybrush three-put reference. <laughs> I missed this. What is he saying? He says, I'll have you know that I can hold my breath for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I'm just like... That totally flew over my head. There's only one other person I've ever heard say that. Um, and if you haven't... Have you played the the Return to Monkey Island? Like the, the, the new one? one? Yeah, I, like, I'm like several hours into it. Okay, yeah, yeah like, I haven't finished it yet. I had, then I won't. Then I won't. Then I won't tell you how they make a riff on it, just in case you haven't seen it yet. But it's very funny. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like it's a guy that's the foot reference. Um, so that's how they get there. So we make it out to the lake. We're prepared to dive in, and then behind our backs, out of nowhere, we hear, <laughs> hear somebody talking in very long, poetic, <laughs> poetic verse. It's Excuse me, before you happen to dive your bodies into yonder water and seek salt aspected water. <laughs> God, what do you want, Uriange? Uriange is here for some reason. How did you get out so far? What? Whatever. Um, he gives us this wand, the wand that Moonbrita had yeah. fashioned. He's been thinking about what to do about the whole Fordola super yeah. speed thing. Yeah, he's like, take this wand and don't think too hard about it. <laughs> uh, just, just point it at her. Just point it at her and, and pull the lever. Thoughts empty. Do that, and we're like, all right, why not? Sure. <laughs> Um, so we, we, we get down, um, we swim into the lake because they developed the swimming technology and goddamn, we're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get in, we Wait, get into the lake. Quick question. Yeah. Is swimming going to be like a major part of like any expansion going forward? Major? I mean, no, I, there's a couple places in Shadowbringers where we swim. There's a couple, is there a couple places in Endwalker where we swim? Chat, yes or no? Is there swimming in Endwalker? Maybe. Oh, there's a little bit in that that first zone. Well, the first, if you choose it to be first, the yeah, I guess. But like, other than that, not so much. No, no. It's it's very funny when it's that like happens yeah. It's just like we like okay, whatever. We can swim now. Thank you. Um. Anyway, the um, we this another duty. We open the gate. We get into the. Yeah, there wh- it is. We get which, a confirmation in chat. There is swimming in both. So th- there's this whole duty but it's not where like we're like sneaking in and then opening the gates to let our guys like kind of flood the streets and like fighting breaks out and stuff. And got look, mm-hmm. I love this game. 
I have a lot of fun with this game. Yeah. Boy, sometimes just like you can see their their reach. Oh, yeah. Exceeding this, is their like, grasp. this duty is like, there's nobody in here. This, this is, is an empty ass town. They're trying to like depict this like pitched battle on the streets, and it's like mm-hmm. four dudes kind of clashing in the middle of a giant empty like, yeah. street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going back to swimming, somebody says, I don't remember if it's part of the MSQ. Oh, it's part of the MSQ, Zaf. If you think really hard about one quest and Endwalker <laughs> around level 85, yeah, there's <laughs> there's that part. <laughs> Alex has no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. If you've done Endwalker, you know what look, I'm talking about. I have about. this to look forward to, apparently. I had to think about it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, there's a major part in the MSQ. Or, yeah. <laughs> capital letters oh (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah there is i can't like as soon as i asked the question i was like oh yeah in that first zone right there is (laughs) first time first time chatter says oh yeah (laughs) welcome on in (laughs) that's a good one welcome on in hot stove summer <laughs> You've been in our Discord too, so <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, sidetracked. Okay. Um, anyway, get to the streets. Find the resonatorium. The resonatorium, <laughs> which is where Quile's being kept. They really didn't, really didn't want to make it subtle, I guess. And uh, Fordola's waiting for us inside. She knew mm-hmm. we'd be here. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. We um, we fight for Dola. There's some. She goes convoluted. super saiyan blue. Yeah, but we we point the wand at her, and then she gets a mega migraine. Yeah, basically, like we just like it, it's an energy Suddenly, siphon. It turns out. Yeah, so, well, yeah. So, so it turns out she can't. Yeah, so she can't see the future, and we just kick her down, um, mm-hmm. and kick, kick all the soldiers down, and we 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 arrest her. She's like, oh, you should kill me, get it done with. She's like, and Lee says a, probably the best line in the entire expansion. Um, no, you're going to live long enough to see us win our freedom. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to see how fucking wrong you were. Seriously. You're going to pay. Sit with this. Yeah. The legacy of our followers is the following quest. Um, and that part's done. We got to storm the city proper where all the non-Alamigas live. We discussed the claims that Fordola said about Xenos's newfound power. Because she, she kind of is like, Yeah, oh, she yeah. tells us, like, like we, we, sorry, we, we get cry yeah. out of the big two. We get cry out of the big evil oh, two. Oh, yeah. And right. Oops, um, my bad. which I I seem to know how to use the interface to open that. Tube Imagine up if we just easily. forget Kryle like I forgot <laughs> Kryle just now. No, we get her out, and Fordola like you know says like, "Hey, Xenos has a power that echoes the icons," which is like you know, and she's just like, "Y'all are fucked. I'm fucked too. This is all so fucked. Xenos yeah. is terrifying." Ah, she Absolutely. seems pretty just full of despair. <laughs> um, right. So. uh Okay. We discussed the claims Fordola said about Xenos' new power. Kyle pipes up, and this is where it explains, like, oh, the Garleans make the resonant, a process that transfuses some primordial essence from a magically apt person into a non-magically apt person. Um, but they got Kryle, right? This is why Xenos kind of left Doma a while ago. Because yes. was like, oh, you got Kryle? Shit, yeah, fuck these people. <laughs> Kryle's got the good magic. So they infused... So Rianche then makes another ghost appearance behind everyone. And Lise does say, you have got to stop doing that. <laughs> so she cuts good. this like really somber moment by just being like, Christ, you're a creep. <laughs> um, after much deliberation, though, he says, I surmise that Fordola may be possessed of a preternatural, 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 preternatural. You're getting it. You're and now it. is my time to not pronounce a word. You're getting get there. made fun of. Ability to divine meaning from the fluctuations of an individual's aether and to distinctively, to instinctively react. To apply a metaphor, 
One might say that she was attuned to the whispers of my lady's Alice's soul. And then Alphina says, Jesus Christ, she has the echo now? (laughs) And this is when I had to explain to you that, yes, that is what the echo is capable of. And we have been taking advantage of it. And you have been taking advantage of it. Yeah, time, Every time you fail a duty, a.k.a. you totally succeed on the duty the first try. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is great. If the lore reason for why we're able to, like, just repeat stuff over and over is because all the versions where we fail are just, like, future psychic missions we're getting. It is. That is. It's like, oh, mm, we've messed that up. Uh, That's great. Let's not do that again. (laughs) Okay, uh, shit. Don't be Red Mage. Uh, Don't don't be be in that AoE. Oh, that AoE is coming. Okay, great. (laughs) Okay. It's that's, very good. That's pretty cool. I always love diegetic shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good word for it. Um, so the wand, we had made her kind of ether sick, but we had to not know we were going to use it. Otherwise, Fertola would just not. Know that we would, yeah, yeah, have it. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. Okay. Yes. We're also trying to figure out, like, like what did she mean about, like, you know, uh, Xenos having the power of the icons? Does that mean that, like, he got the Omega device mm-hmm. or the Omega beast, the, the thing that trapped the big other primal? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, we're just like, whatever, we'll figure out what so, this means later. You're right. Um, we are now at the point of the episode where my notes are getting sparse. <laughs> it's okay. I, <laughs> so you're going to have to take control. I got a bunch here then. Basically, okay, so we, we have to like do final preparations to make our final assault in the castle because Lisa's like, look, we can fight for anything and we can win at this point. Mm-hmm. And that includes delivering a package to Pippin. And the, like, we're, like, we're given a package that Pippin should get, and it turns out that Raban has given Pippin his sword, which is... Very touching, and also is taller than Pippin himself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, I'm getting distracted by something. I'm just. You guys could all get clued in here. This episode's going to be hella loud. Oh, oh. it's going to be. <laughs> we could drop the because level. I was streaming and I turned our mics up so people could hear us on the stream. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's just gonna sound hot. So uh, if you're still, if you're an hour in with us, thank you for putting up with the hot audio for of, of the live. But I guess that's just what we signed up for. Anyway, we can just drop the levels. Yeah, by like whatever. Okay. No, it's fine. Uh, so this oh, right. This is the bit where the wolfmen show up. Mm-hmm. The like uh, thoroughly vestigial wolfmen. Like it turns out that like a bunch of <laughs> like uh, <laughs> no, not quite. There's a cutscene here, isn't it? Uh, like beforehand, we're like blowing up the door. We don't quite get it because there's, or is that afterwards? No, it's after this. Okay. I think. Never mind. Sorry. Let me, let me check one. This is my. F- you know what? I said that I don't have notes as much, and I should probably not pipe up with stupid shit like that, right? Yeah. I- okay. Yeah. No. It's yeah. No. We deal with the wolfmen first, then okay. we do that, which is like my these wolfmen from Doma are here. They were kind of like pressed into service for the for the Garlean Empire. And they don't believe. And us. we're like, hey, we liberated Doma. You can go back home. And they're like, we don't believe you. And so they attack us, and so we beat them up. Yeah, and then Pixar, they believe it us. didn't happen. <laughs> beat us up or it didn't happen basically basically and so we beat them up and then mm. they finally buy us and it's like why is this in here this feels like it was a plot line that used to have more to it uh-huh no and it so, does feel kind of cut, like whatever and that's when we finally started our assault in the castle and i didn't really think about this until you pointed it out but it's very true we're attacking this castle by doing a lot of spell casting like casting like fireballs and then ice in order to like mess with the thermals of the door and like make it brittle and like doing like like having like mages cast everything really cool. it's like huh yeah no it's a good point the strength of the Aeorzeans is that we do have lots of magic and the Garleans don't and we could just deploy it in a military context way more <laughs> frequently no but instead um <laughs> um <laughs> it is just like 
you literally you just have literal magic you have like this is the entire thing that this is how they got impressed or oppressed right but uh, we learned earlier that they they found ceruleum to make magitech which is quite powerful pretty powerful um and it looks like we're not going to make it through the doors and they have their like you know their flying stuff is starting without coming out to like you know blunt our assault and who should show up yeah chatter summoner red says the words are like air the only way i'll believe you is if you bring us all near death thank you very much <laughs> It would be my honor if you could almost kill me. Yes. <laughs> you're welcome. Cool. Well, anyway, now that now that you've been beaten within within an inch of your life, are you want to serve us <laughs> in the army? Or are you just going to go back? I think they just go back and hole up in their little yeah. conclave that like doesn't exist by the way. If you go back to the locks, like where is this village? Where were they just go I, fucking the locks is such a this feels it's, unfinished. It's such a shell of a zone. I really don't. I love Azizlaw a lot more than the locks. But like, I like the story. A li- I don't know. The, the, uh, a lot of this feels a bit rushed. I don't. Yeah. The, there's. It's. It's very environmental storytelling. There's a lot to go back and explore. And like, there's like a bunch of cool shit that they just didn't use. Um. Yeah. Another. It's uh, another chatter. This part was weird. This Doman native wolfman don't believe that he is alive. Literally one less later. One. One. One, one quest later to now. Now that they've been, yeah, beaten up, they're like, yeah, beat us up or it didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, like... Well, and then Hian shows up. He just which shows like, up. Yeah, no, that's what was leading to. Like, Hian shows up on the back of all this griffin beasts with the rest of, like, the, the Zila people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... That didn't have to happen. The, the timing of events here is very weird. Like, it's straight up, like, it could have been a thing like the wolfmen were fighting us in the battlefield, and then he shows up, and they see him, and they change sides. Oh, like, wouldn't that have that been That would cool? have been sick. Oh, well. Oh, well. Ugh. Oh well, we, we we got to do a really really overly dramatic fight scene with a named wolf NPC that we've never seen before, and sorry spoilers, never see again. I completely forgot about this as evidence. Like, you, you know who thinks it is super cool that he showed up? Emmerich. Emmerich is like Emmerich is like pretty. What awestruck. the fuck? Yeah, he like he like shows up and then like takes out those like um. Does Garlean airships with one slice of his sword and we cleave up to him and he's like excuse me <laughs> Emmerich is like wait is that what like really a cool badass leader of, your pe- of his people looks like it's like is that what domans are capable of doing oh god <laughs> and we're all just like yeah <clears throat> okay excuse me um, okay so and that yes. brings us to Stormblood 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 it's the quest into the ca- into the castle all right, take us away. Okay. I mean, it's like we go right into the dungeon, so mm. I'll probably ask you to recap most of the dungeon stuff. Um, first d- dungeon, uh, first boss, big Garlean. It's, well, it's just like Al- Alamigo proper, right? Yeah. And Alamigo is kind of reduced to a dungeon, sadly. Yeah, which all, but it also, mm. it looks really cool. It looks like, fucking The incredible. architecture in this dungeon is <sighs> awesome. I wish we'd seen more of like Alamigan culture as expressed in this architecture everywhere else in this expansion. I wish Alamigo was like a city we could liberate and then operate out of. Yeah, like it, it's really, it's a really cool visualization of like, you know, a lot of different cultural influences and like architectural mm. styles, decor, molding, it's, it's really cetera. beautiful it's a really beautiful dungeon that we go through once um and then never see again so the first first boss we go run up to um is uh magitech thing it just dodge, a magitech thing dodge magitech thing dodge AOEs. the second boss is the, the cool the second and third boss is the cool shit so the second boss is the scientist yes. who's developed the resonant stuff and he's in his 
little um Dr. Wiley Pod. Dr. Wiley Pod with his claws and whatever. And his ma- the main mechanic he does is that he extracts our souls from our bodies and pushes them away and we have to run back into them as our slow a ghost form as it's these cool. Magitech claws slowly chase us around the arena and stun us while we dodge AOEs. And if you don't get back in time, you die. <laughs> um pretty sick. Pretty sick stuff. Um The Soul Rebels. That's one of his voice lines that I always like. It's pretty great. It kind of sounds like Sonic sometimes, though, when I think when I do it that way. The soul rebels. The soul rebels. Chaos control. <laughs> he kind of does chaos control us. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a stretch. Anyway, we move <laughs> move on to the third boss, who is Xenosia Galvis himself. Yeah, here's the big man. He's the big man. Um, and he does the similar mechanics to the things that he's done when he's beat us. Happily before, right? The concentravity yeah. and the, the swords. And this time we seem to beat him. It's a big, we long, the, dramatic fight. Big, long, dramatic fight. We fight him and then we fight his swords. Yeah, we, fight, we do fight his swords. <laughs> and then we fight him again and um, he gets beat. And then he's like, ooh, spicy. And then invites us back into the Royal Menagerie. Yeah, and that's where, the, dun- quite- that's where the dungeon ends because the dungeon. Like, you know, now it's like... <laughs> That's the dungeon ends because now we're back to like it's gonna be like a duty next. So, you've seen you know. and you've seen you've seen Enter the Dungeon. You've played Enter the Gungeon. Enter now the- get ready for Enter the Nungeon. Enter the Nungeon. <laughs> Published by Stormbuds. Let's go. <laughs> what do they like the adult section of Family Video? Like- oh my! Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that one's a. Oh boy. <laughs> I think it's the Nungeon. <laughs> Anchorage loves this game. <laughs> title okay. of title of app title of app. <laughs> I think it's the dungeon. I think that might be. Yeah, I think that's it. Has nothing it. to do with the. I've been trying. I've been trying a little bit to include titles that are like have something to do with the main story quest, so that like, we kind of know where you're at. But like, I think I'm people, also really bad at titling the episodes. I think people will get it. Maybe they won't. I don't think. They're not going to get that one. That makes no sense. We go to the Royal Menagerie. There we go. Okay, we go to the Royal Menagerie, which is like the gardens overlooking, like, you know, the castle or whatever. Mm -hmm. And And, Xenos is like, oh, you've come so far. I've wanted to face a beast like you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so um, he's got a giant laser sky prison. Yeah. And in it, he has that primal that, um, what's a, his name? He's got Some... a laser. He's got a laser D20. Basically, yeah. And, and, and when I tell you, he rolled a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Uh, that passes the, 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 the charisma check to uh, to unlock that thing. But there's a, I mean, there's a bit of a, a, a an important kind of monologue he has yeah some lore stuff here yeah Yeah. so so like he is he's enthralled by this thing right it's not like any kind of myth made manifest it's an a manifestation of pure vengeance and he's like look if i stood aside and just let you go at this thing what would you do to it and we're given some dialogue options and i was boring and just said i would kill it because you know hey i said kill it yeah icons are bad and he's disappointed he's like no like don't you get it like the echo doesn't just let you resist tempering. The echo is actually the power to command and like like dominate primals themselves, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But, yeah, so he does that. <laughs> yeah, and so when like I, he has had this whole procedure done to like you know give him power. I think. Um. 
Yes. So. Oh yeah. Sorry. More monologue stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's going off. He's like he's saying like, look, like the policy of all of the icons being exterminated. Like you know that was just some policy his grandfather put down mm-hmm. by the empire that caused all these crusades, and he's kind of disgusted by it. He finds it pathetic. He's like, look, no, like we were trying to like wipe out this power when we should have been taking it for ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Men um, should fight for the joy of it. Lesser beasts fight because they must. Only man fights because he chooses to. Yeah. Get, getting some good Xeno stuff in here. Yeah. And like, there's this bit where he's like, he says like, he knows that we would understand this and he would accept us as a quiet confidant, confidant if he could, whiling away the hours with. And it's very did you say Did you say I accept you or deny you? Um, I think... I think I said I deny you. Did yeah, you say I, I think accept- I said I think I said I accept you the second time around, but he's like, eh, uh, would that it were that easy? But that is yeah. Last we have been pushed to this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so it's like he's like, well, this is what I live for, and he slices the prison open, and the great beast awakens. Mm-hmm. And and it's oh, by the way, it is uh, it's Shinryu. By the way, this oh, yeah. is where that dragon that, yes, sorry. that summoned that um. That uh, Ilbert summoned a lot, all at the end of Heaven's Word. Ilbert, that's right. It was Ilbert. Who yeah, it did was that. Ilbert. Yeah, Shinryu. Yeah. And so Xenos begins to glow red and sucks him in and becomes hybrid primal Xenos, big boss man. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does do all of that. <laughs> Am I missing some stuff here? No, it's just the way you said it was very <laughs> was very suggestive. Uh, yeah, he takes command of Shinryu and then speaks through him. And meet us, uh, we we queue up for then the Royal Menagerie trial. And we get sucked into the blue dimension. The bl- blue di- Well, that's afterwards, right? That's after. We, we, You're we right. Okay. Out, we run onto this First platform we mm-hmm. um, where we have the dragon fight. Um, and when I tell you, this fight fucking rules. It's great. It's so good. It's really, it's challenging. It's not an easy fight. Um, which is good for, it's like good to force people to get like somewhat uh decent at this game or like force people to fail once in a while so have a bit of a skill struggle yeah yeah struggle like it's it's important to fail and like actually use that echo so that you forget you remember you have it but also um this on release was it was just like people needed so much help with it too (laughs) because we weren't able to overgear it um you start on this platform shinryu like commands the elements like the lasers they're like his wings are like firing lasers so many lasers off tank um there's water that's shoving everyone off the fucking edge uh there's like fire and lightning aoe's to dodge and then he summons a bunch of he spawns a bunch of little baby shinryus i guess or little baby dragons that's weird that's gross those are xenos children ick so when uh, and then, and then, uh, at the midpoint of the fight, he destroys the platform. He binds us. We have to do an active time and maneuver to right, click yes. out of it. And then we get sucked into the blue dimension. Okay, sorry. Then we get sucked to the blue dimension. And we fight the much bigger version of him, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it, it might be the same size, but he does slam on. We have to cut cut his tail <laughs> as it slams on on the platform. Got to get a good carve. Uh, yeah. Uh, then he like tries to bl- break the platform, and then at the second time, his tail smashes onto a thing. Uh, it leaves a hole in the platform, so he can't use that to dodge anymore. So that's cool. Um, and you cut his tail enough and then beat him down a bit, dodge some more AOEs. Like when you cut his tail, it does like a chunk of damage to his health so that it's not insurmountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent. It's, it's a cool. good fight. Got and a lot, then he just, like, tries stages. to blow you off that too. And then like, it, there's a couple of parts that are really just like total newbie killers that are really cool. <laughs> Which we managed to get through it in one go. But, yeah, we uh, did. I don't think we didn't even die, but like definitely like a lot going on. A lot of things to track. No, I, I think I did. I think I fell off once. 
I'll, I'll be transparent. <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. I, I do. I'm I appreciate your candor. Thanks. Uh, so we beat him. And then we are we wind up back at the Royal Menagerie. Yeah, where he just face plants directly into the flowers. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of the scions show up. Perfect timing, as they usually do. Yeah, and like, and he staggers to his feet, and he begins laughing, and he's like, you know, the hunter has become the hunted, and yet in this moment he feels only transcendent joy, which Lise finds infuriating. She's like, was all this just so you could feel something? He like, says you know, meaningless death and destruction. He's like, that wasn't meaningless. I loved that. I yeah. loved killing them. Men die so that others may live and be stronger for it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then basically. And then he places his sword to his throat and he Before looks at anyone, us yeah. and he laughs and he kills himself. Yeah. And I will say this. I've been, I've not had a great handle on Xenos's character so far. Yeah. I find this deeply pathetic in a way that I think oh, is yeah. deliberate. Oh yeah. I think that He's act like a fucking bitch. Like I would like to find out, like now I kind of want to learn more about like what kind of environment produced this man? What yeah. kind of environment, what kind of like fucked up Royal I, stuff I is happening? So, I think there is some supplemental reading that covers that, but not so much in the MSQ, <laughs> but you, but you would have access to it at this point. It like would have come out by this point. Cause just, just like, I can't what, remember. what like, what a deeply unhappy, pathetic man yeah, who was twisted like, yeah, into this like, He's weapon, a crown basically. prince, right, and very spoiled. He had one connection to a mentor who was, like, teaching him to live for the fight or whatever. And then, um, but that mentor was, an Al- I think, an Alamegan or a Doman swordsman or something, right? It was conscripted. And then the mentor tried to kill, like, he was bored out of his mind. And then the, one, then the mentor actually tried to kill him. Um, and he fought back and killed him back. And that was like the only emotion that he felt because he's just a fucked up kid. Yeah. And then he just like used his power to feel that feeling over and over again. And there's nothing he could do about and, it. And because he's the emperor's son, like he, he knows no consequences power. for him. He sought power and, and um, begot, was a good um, test subject for the Garlean's myriad uh, power enhancing supplemental um, GNC products <laughs> he's a total juicer <laughs> which um and all he all he does is want to kill and like it's um it, he's not like wacky kind of clown insane you know like kefka or some other thing but he is kind of in that same vein where he will do anything to get power get to the top of the food chain and um, but also, like, doesn't seem to have good reasons for it. And so it's deeply sad that, like, he has nothing else in his mm-hmm. life except this weird violence crusade. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did enjoy trying to figure out, like, what would it be like to be, like, a magistrate of a different part of the empire who was, like, trying to, like, maintain a solid tax policy? Yeah, and speaking about that, and- like, he didn't... He was never intention. Like it was never his intention to be put in charge of these zones at yeah. all. Yeah, he um, Alamigo was under um, the 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 original viceroy of Alamigo was Gaius Van Belsar. Oh right, and we killed him. And we killed so- him. Well, we yeah, we killed he we blew him up in the Praetorium, and then of course, um, so then he was put in charge of that, and so he didn't really actually give a shit about he never gave a shit about this empire stuff and it's made very clear that like all the decisions he's making all the orders he's making are for the sake of like the thrill of the kills and the thrill of the hunt and like the order he gave to fordola to kill her own was like 
do you like killing? You know, it's like, do you want to, do you want to be like me? It, it just, there is so much like implied, like social dysfunction in the Garlean Imperial everything. About- like, I feel like at this point, like it is pretty clear that he is intentionally not giving a shit about the territory yes, of it all. Exactly. Which is kind of how we take advantage of that. And we, and anytime someone is like, Hey, uh, should we like tell the emperor that his son is like making a, like not doing good? It's like, don't fucking tell the emperor that his psycho son is like fucking the emperor the already knows. Just, the okay. emperor probably already knows. <laughs> Cause we do cut to him after, after a certain point. That's true. It, yeah. Like, cause like it turns out that also this whole thing was like a big experiment. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, but yeah, so we, 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 over his dead body, we're like, okay, Alamego's free. Like it doesn't have imperial presence or leadership anymore. Yeah. And we raise the Garibaldian flag and we sing the non-culturally appropriated version of the, <laughs> of the, the Almegan theme. Yeah. And like, like what I say here is like, look, I don't love how they handle Lisa's character, but she deserves this, this kind yeah, of moment this of triumph. Moment is nice. this, it's good. It's she good. gets to like kind of walk down the like you know down the aisle and have everyone cheering and then they liberated the liberated it, El Amigo. Absolutely, uh, it's really it's very good. Very it's a very good ending compared to Heavensward's ending. Like yeah, report three point ending. 3.0. I felt so much better about this than I yeah. felt about beating up the Pope. Yeah, the Pope. Well, the Pope was still a shit, but he was a he was he was definitely more behind the scenes, not kind of like taunting us the whole way kind of shit. But like, um, I feel like Stormblood. Stormblood's ending has well it has two endings, but it, this this three point oh one is much more um, def- definite than three point oh. Whereas Heavensward's ending is three point three. Yes, where, definitely with the, with the the death of Nidhogg. Um, cool. Which speaking of which, yeah. I mean, we're gonna get there. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so we get credits, yeah. and we're gonna get all our post credit scenes. Post credit scenes. Here we go. We get um Fordola being obviously marched along the street in handcuffs. See, she's now seeing the the flag. Yep. And she's seeing that they've won their independence, and she's probably going to prison. Yeah, and uh, Lise has a little speech here, like you know, she talks about the price of freedom, the price of the price of like you know a free Alamigo, and yeah. all that stuff. It's a good speech, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I, I said that I would love for the post uh, patch stuff to like well, we'll do a lot there. more with Fordola. You did not seem to imply that that was likely, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Get there. Um, after that, is it is after that the part where we see Estinian? Yes. This is where we get Estinian again, where Zenos <laughs> fell, and Estinian's like, Eisenstein. okay, fine, got these fucking eyes of Nidhogg back again. Stab, stab, they're Stabs gone. them. Does not throw them into the abyss, just stabs just the shit out of them. actually stabs the eyes, and then they disappear, dissipate, because they have no more ether left in them, and they're vulnerable. So, stab. Emmerich Ka- runs in, cast them to the abyss! They just... Th- It'd be so funny. Okay, and then finally we get to the, the, the cutscene with Emperor Varus and with Elidibus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elidibus is offering his condolences for the death of Xenos. And Varus is like, thank fucking God, that kid yeah. was psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> and Elidibus is also like, hey, by the way, if you want to kill my brother Asians, go for it. You know, you and I, we want the same thing. And then Elidibus takes off his mask and Varus is like, you're gross. you? Question mark, question mark, question mark? Kind of. He's more like, you're a, a sick, disgusting person. Oh, okay. <laughs> for, for taking that body, right? Oh, is that, oh okay. That's what's that's going like, on there. Because you know how like La Habrea took Thancred. Oh, did Elidibus take uh, Zenos' body? Yeah, he took something. If he we'll took Zenos' body, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we'll see what happened. Um, okay. Yeah, he, but Varus also asks this question. Compression, resurrection, whatever you do. Um, all this is in service to your one true God. And when the sundered shards are made whole, will there be a place for us mere mortals? Will there be? I don't fucking know. Possibly not. 
All right. Is that the last one? No. One more um, cutscene. We Come meet, on. Yeah, uh, Lise. Yeah, Lise, uh, Lise calls us down to like the waterfront, basically, yeah, and wants to yeah, talk yeah, to I all the scions. Two, two more cutscenes, yeah. Okay, well, sorry. And, and, no, this is important. Yeah, I just don't... Yeah. And Lise, like, she basically retires from the science. She's like, look, I'm going to have a lot of stuff to do here. Woo! Like... <laughs> She's got she responsibilities that Conrad gave her, and Ishtola is like, you know, Ishtola originally is so bitchy about this. She's like, what? some like, of us are still nursing our wounds. You called us here to announce that? And then Lisa's like, I preferred I texted you. You don't have to show up. Like, this is important to me. And then, like, Ishola like, drops just, it and laughs. I'm just like, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Like, what which a is, shitty thing to kid about. It's a pretty shitty thing to kid about. Fuck off. Yeah, goodbye, Malibu Skipper. That's uh, she is. She does. Does she not look exactly like Malibu Skipper? She look- <laughs> anyway, Lisa's like, okay. Well, we we all wish her well and pleasure on dying support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally, final cutscene. Actually, two. Sorry, two final cutscenes. I think. Yeah. Scene number one. Uh, on a beach, someone is fishing. We pull back, and it's Gosetsu. Gosetsu. He survived. What? And he has Yatsuyu with it, uh-huh. with him, with and they're on the tiniest island. It's a, she is unconscious. Yes, it is a cartoon it, of an abandoned island. It has like one palm tree in the yeah. middle. <laughs> <laughs> they're on like an atoll in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but they survived. They survived. Well, we never saw their bodies. Boy, I hope they can catch a lot of fish. If they do, he must. Okay, <laughs> it's a good uh, reveal. Fi- so, so that's that's that one cutscene. Final, final cutscene. Looks like we're getting more of that. Okay, Sid seems to have found Omega in the ground, yes. and he wants to go get it. Yes, but to get it, um, you know, his boss in the project brought in someone to help him. Yeah, it's just so we're not wasting money. And who is it? Who is our boy? He's uh, boy. It's Nero. It's Nero. <laughs> it's fucking Nero. God, that reveal is so good. And, and he's Nero's like such and a Sid's shit. Like, are Kicks you shitting me? Up. And no, Nero pulls please, off his God, tiny sunglasses, no. and it's like, yeah, he's it's like, me. You know, you need me to deal with this Omega shit because I'm the only one that can operate it. And Nero's got such shit, like shitting grin on his face. Oh, he's God, I love that character. Uh, what an asshole! He's great. <laughs> And that is going to do it for this ep- uh, this week's recap of the main story quest of Final Fantasy XIV. The next episode is going to be of patches 4.1 and 4.2. Um, then the episode after that is going to be 4.3 in the trials. Um, did we di- did we divide Heaven's Word into four posts? I think so. I think so. Because Al- yeah, Alexander was its own episode. Oh yeah, that was the big thing there. Yeah. Is, so- is there anything like that coming up? Or yes. Oh, okay. we just we just saw it. Oh, right. Okay, the Omega stuff, I'm guessing? Yes. Oh, so right. You're going to do the Trials, uh, and then we're going to do Omega, and then we're going to do the Alliance Raid, which is excellent. Ex- I think I think this Alliance Raid is excellent. It is not sh- fucking Shadows of Mog. <laughs> this Alliance Raid is cool as hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, yes, Omega. Oh, we got some Omega hype in the chat. <laughs> Omega also is excellent. Um yeah uh we're we've got some good ass post patch content coming up um really really good because yeah we have to do the trials after because one of the trials is there are no mandatory no because okay so we have to do the trials afterward because the only trial that's required for the main story quest is the the 4.3 trial because the the extreme whatever because point one and point two don't bring any new trials per se because they are like part of the release and then you do and then like the one one and two is like the extreme versions that come out not actually no they don't they come out 
right? They just don't fucking do new trials. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I was just letting you run. I don't with know. That. I'm I'm wrong. Okay. I'm always right, but sometimes I'm wrong. And it, then yes, is so it we you got that is wrong four, or is the world wrong. Yeah, the world needs to revolve around me. Um, so we got four more episodes, and then we're getting into Shadowbringers. We're actually. Right. Could you imagine this podcast is actually getting? <laughs> getting this long we're making it we are making it we're a year in we're making it listen i don't i'm terrible at committing to projects but this one this one stuck around and thanks fun. to all of you guys for your support thank you so much for hanging out but also this game just rules and i'm, I'm enjoying myself <laughs> um at this point we do want to um we want to take this moment to thank uh the sponsor of our episode that's right we're doing a live sponsorship yeah we're doing a live sponsorship we're doing a live sponsorship you read? Did, did, did uh, I? I assume we got to oh, do. Yeah. We no, got to do. We, yeah, we got we, one this week. Yeah, we got to do. We got to check our retainers. We got to make some money. We got to get uh, over and um, take a trip to the market board. All right. Well, so this one's a bit more civic, actually. Like you know, um, civic, what? civic minded. It's, uh, <laughs> what? It's, uh, the latest offering. We, we've been asked to kind of do like a PSA almost. Uh, it comes to you courtesy of your local police department in no. partnership with no. modern criminology experts. No, wait. Um, can we? Uh... No, you may have seen on the news that you know local authorities are increasingly analyzing nine one one calls using sophisticated psychological voice analysis. They find that in many cases, people placing 911 calls are lying this or even live. the criminal themselves. <laughs> yeah, real thing. Look that up. Why is this the live one? So, I'm so scared. That's why we're inviting you to sign up for 911 PreCheck. 911 PreCheck is a no! straightforward process. <laughs> we're not. We're not. <laughs> After a straightforward process. Oh, my God. <laughs> you attend a hearing in which you present all of your vital records, tax documents, educational sick. transcripts, social media posts, and diary entries. Then you're in the system as a trusted citizen, and your 911 calls get cleared automatically. No. I think I think they even they gave us a testimonial for this week. Um, oh, my God. We got testimony from, from Dave here. You know, when Dave found his uncle murdered by a random home invader, he was considered a natural suspect, uh, especially because his uncle had threatened just days earlier to cut him out of the orchid inheritance. I hate it. But, you know, Dave had the foresight to sign up for 911 pre-check, and local authorities were able to dismiss him from suspicion, despite wondering why a home invader would kill someone with cyanide poisoning. This is vile. So Dave says that 911 pre-check saved his life and made him fabulously wealthy. I hate it so much. This Boy, is- that's a testimonial if I ever heard one. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't heard any of this. <laughs> Contact your local authorities to sign up for nine one one pre-check Please today. Don't. <laughs> Please God, don't. If, if there was any doubt at any point that I did not know, I never know what he's bringing to this table. <laughs> I hope that dispels it. Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh. Oh no! <laughs> you're, you're sick and twisted. I was taking a dog for a walk earlier, and you I just, just had this horrible idea. <laughs> you had, to, you had to commit to it. Uh, I'm not thanking our sponsors. So <laughs> now we have a. Since we are live, we got uh, we got wonderful people in the audience, and in both in Twitch chat and um, in 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 game. Man, I am not looking in game. Uh, because I have to, I can't, I can't read in-game chat because I'm like broadcasting. Hello. I can read in-game chat. I can see that. You're in the VOD. Here you go. It's a couple of us. I don't think anyone said anything. No, they they haven't. They've been, they've been polite and just doing it in the Twitch chat. But yeah, if you guys have, uh, this is a great time for a Q and A segment, 
Um, so if you guys have questions about what we think about any of the MSQ stories so far, reaching out. No! Stop reaching to the authorities! <laughs> Somebody in chat's reaching out to the authorities. <laughs> you you knock that off. Do you want the 87 cents or what, not? Like, what, somewhere? <laughs> God. Well, that's a lot more than Twitch pays us for subs and stuff. Uh, actually, is it? I don't know. Um, the... If you have any questions about like our favorite moments of Stormblood or any part of like what we think is going to happen, what he thinks is going to happen, obviously I know is going to happen. Um, now is a good time for for asking and uh, vibing. We'll we'll spend a couple minutes doing that before we cut the uh, the episode. Um, any good questions in chat for us? And um, I'm going to keep talking. Alex, uh, predictions for what Shadowbringers is about? Boy, I have zero idea. I like Endwalker. I sort of loosely know with uh-huh. like the Asian uh-huh. stuff. Shadowbringers, like, is it? Thank you, thank you, Zaf twenty four for your question. Predictions for what Shadowbringers is about? Yeah, is it going to be about more of like the, like the void based stuff? Like, like, okay, that's your prediction. That's that's a, I mean the void is shadow. I guess I'm trying to figure out here like two exp- like I don't think they do two expansions in a row focused on like the Asian stuff to a really hard degree. Mm. So it's like like I'm trying to figure out like what plots are possibly being left on the table for Shadowbringers to is Shadowbringers about more imperial stuff? Yeah. Yeah. There yes, you notice there was a big hit in one of the ending cutscenes. Yes, there was, but it's you you just don't know that it's a hint until you see it. Um, oh boy, yeah. I'm looking at this now. Is is there anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, the void. That's good. That's. A, I think that's. I mean, it's shadow. Okay. I'm going to say it's about the void. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> good question. Really good question. Um, I guess I can ask a question for um, you. What like side quests have you gone back? What side content have you gone back and done in game? Mm. so well so mostly i was doing the job quests mm. i was mentioning in our discord the other week that i was doing the astrologian quests which are very funny as you get to give people increasingly like shitty horoscopes but yeah. um there were some side quests that i enjoyed in stormblood i'm trying to remember which ones they were specifically it was like there was i was doing the what you call it i was doing the ether current quests mm-hmm this is why I take notes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. What the, there, there was at least one quest training that I picked up in addition to those in yeah. parallel. Is there anything that stuck out to you? I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm choking. Okay. So, like, I know there's one Ether side quest that gives you some insight into Raban's backstory in the peaks, but, like, there's some other stuff. But, yeah. Okay. So, the job quests um, for Red Mage. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really the Red Mage stuff with the Geomancy. That was fun. That's Astrologian. Geom- oh, yeah, you're sorry. Yeah, you're right. That's oh, God. Yeah, no, yeah no, the, the fucking no, Geomancer no, is so fucking. I love the Astrologian quest line is so funny. If you guys haven't done that, it's it's really good. The Red Mage quest, I'm a mixed mind about. Yeah. Like, like the plot that it ends up following along is like this girl who's like also learned to be a Red Mage with you. But like, she's and like, like too powerful. She's too powerful, but like she's like super into being a mage. And it turns out that the reason why she's so powerful is because like there's some dark power in her bloodline. And mm. I'm like, Never a fan of dark power in the bloodline stories, but yeah. then it kind of becomes about the message being like, oh, like you are not defined by your past or your ancestry and you can be whoever you want to be. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there are people for whom that's a powerful message. 
Yeah. I'm not one of them, and I hate Bloodline shit, yeah. but okay, whatever. Okay, yeah, we are running... We're going to ask one more question, because we are running a little bit overtime. I'd planned just for this to be an hour and a half, but we're, we're, we're I'm happy that we're having this conversation. Summoner Red in chat asks... Um, I, I was thinking it was neat storytelling about Yotsu and Fordella being strong women villains with interesting means uh, to how they ended up working for the Empire. And uh, I will add on to that, that, yeah, they're disparate means. They're kind of like dis- dis- disparate intentions. Um, I was wondering more, both of your thoughts on how Xenos was kind of just an incel loser who gave off Joker vibes. Um, I, you, I'll let you go first. I mean, I, I think we kind of spoke to it at the end, but mm-hmm. like... The Xeno stuff is more fascinating in the implications it has for like what sort of like is happening inside Garlemad to mm-hmm. like to produce a guy that fucked up yeah. rather than for like him himself as a character. Yeah. Um same deal with Kafka in six. Um right. He Kafka was a general that was kind of experimented on and he went fucking batshit and used his power to destroy everything. Um I think I that just, Xenos is not sorry, go ahead. Xenos is symptomatic of a larger problem. Uh, that the Garlean Empire has that we don't fully, completely understand yet, and neither do you, Summoner Red. I know where you are in the story. You are exactly where we're at. Um, but, uh, so there's more to come. But, like, Xenos well, is, um, yeah, he is a psychopath, right? And it's, so, like, kind of in the Norman Bates sort of way, like, he just is killing to 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 cope with his horrific upbringing and like yeah yeah, yeah. depression I, I thought about a way to think about this right it's like 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 I, I as i got to the end i was like oh he feels thin as a character because he's kind of thin inside as a person yeah and it doesn't feel like he's underwritten it feels like what they're implying is that he had this sort of like kind of horrible sort of like life that left him pretty much empty inside yeah but like, like he, he mental illness doesn't it doesn't like make sense that it's not compelling um but he is d- depicted as somebody who is just severely um he did not have emotion- a good yeah. he did not have a good environment like he did not and he like, fucking killed himself yeah <laughs> he kills himself at the end he's mm-hmm. very he's obviously a very uh, not obviously but to me it's very apparent Whoops. that he's like a character written with something like depression in mind um and depression is it doesn't make sense it's not compelling it's uh brutal and miserable and then uh, people take their own lives without uh, uh you know people just take their own lives without a reason for it People just like bad, do bad things to themselves and others without this reason. Like, what's less like people are hyper focused on Xenos's intentions as sort of like this is not good writing, but like the but his impact is the impact he's having the the way he's making everyone else who is shown as empathetic or like more emotionally regulated is right. Yeah, the impact well, it, that his destruction is having. Yeah. is uh is, is profound and the way everyone else sort of reacts to his his psych- psychosis is kind of it's not helping right <laughs> it, 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 it's like like a person who's just damaged like this should just like not have been put in a position where he could hurt so many people and like yeah. and, 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 and that is like the larger sort of failure of the garlean sort of mm-hmm. system for me it's just like like, like did this work for it? Anyone like, like Varus obviously did not give a shit about his son being dead. Yeah, because which means he didn't give a shit about him being alive from the get go. Probably. Mm-hmm. Like we do have to, we do have to kind of deduce or assume things about his character, but they're it's not that they're not conveyed; they're just not made super duper explicit. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's a, that's a good summary of it. Yeah, but it is an excellent question. Um, and Xenos is, I think, a wildly popular character, more in Japan, where I think depression and mental health is a bit more. It's a bit more. It's like even like more of a. It's a taboo subject in Japan as well, too. They can't actually talk about it explicitly, say things like that, right? Which is probably why they don't. That's my theory. <laughs> like, I mean, th- that would make but sense. But like, they do. Sh- they're really doing a lot of showing and not telling with Xenos. Um, and so not all fi- not all Final Fantasy villains are like that. <laughs> in fact, some Final Fantasy villains are just very tell. They are very tell. Um, yeah, excellent question. Um, and with that, we are going to, I think, close out this episode of Storm Buds. This has been such a fun little time. I know I didn't do the most promotion for it, right? But we have a couple of new I'm faces with here. This. Thank you so much, all your friends. Um, remember to check us out on our Discord if you're not there already. Um, I'm going to be honest. like our, our Twitch chat was quite a bit more active than I was expecting. I'm listen, pretty happy with yeah, this. No, we, we, <laughs> no, we expect everyone to show up. It's just a, a good time. Yeah, if, if you want to catch... I think the next live will probably be the end of 5.0, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, yeah, this has been a wonderful time. I don't have any gimmicks apart from just yeah, we jump around. Um, I have some thoughts. There's there's four people in this room that know how to play mahjong. We'll probably play mahjong after oh, this. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> we'll please keep that in the episode. But until next time, born from buds, star of buds. We've been the star of buds, baby. Good evening and good night. Yeah.